Good evening, Aretsu, and welcome to the Golem Arcana podcast. This episode is made possible thanks to a listener like you. I've occasionally heard folks discussing the notion of constructing um, custom-engineered campaigns uh, with role-playing elements around their games of Golem Arcana. And tonight, I'd like to discuss uh, what that it might entail and suggest some ways players can explore achieving that sort of effect. The game's own living world elements provide some uh, play options in this direction, but players can definitely develop their own ways to tell stories and roleplay around this game, uh, in particular thanks to the scenario builder. So we'll begin with some thoughts about how to build scenarios. First of all, the most basic, uh, and in technical terms, the different tiles allow for different settings. And although the mechanical features of the different tile sets are mostly similar, they each have slightly different feels to the way their terrain is presented. So you can create settings that look and feel more like deserts or cities or temple complexes or marshes. Uh, you can use tiles with more cover to create woods so, uh, you know, this seems like stating the obvious, but um, the tiles are such a mechanical part of the game that I think it's easy to overlook how they can also function as a setting uh, element of the game. Second, you can use different sorts of scenario objectives to represent different goals. Uh, and even though the scenario builder has very real limits in terms of what kinds of things it allows you to implement uh, mechanically. It does leave a lot of room to uh, do what I like to call fudging things. So, for instance, you could fudge team battles. Now, we do actually hope that uh, honest-to-goodness team battle functionality will come to the game uh, in the hopefully not too distant future, but even if it never does, and certainly in the meantime, you can play uh, as if there were team battles by deciding your teams and just playing with the team objective in mind. Uh, of course, there are some, some hang-ups to this approach, which I've tried once or twice with um, my regular players. Uh, even if you're playing on teams, of course, the game will still treat your armies as enemy armies, so if your golems get in the same region, um, they apply, you know, breakaway penalties and accuracy penalties. And Ancient One effects you use will negatively impact your team members, even though um, you're treating them as allies. But despite this kind of hang-up, you can still get the feel of fighting together with uh, other armies in cooperation just by playing that way. Along similar lines, you can use asymmetrical army point value caps in building your custom scenarios to uh, change up the dynamic of what sizes the armies are. So let me explain. 
if, for instance, you wanted to have uh, several players with smaller armies teaming up against a player with a big bad army, you could build a scenario with a thousand APV cap and let the big enemy player actually field a thousand point army while the other players each have to field 500 point armies. Um, you know, everybody will get the eight action points per turn you get in a thousand point game, but the dynamic of smaller armies versus the big bad works uh, quite well, actually, with that, that simple setup. So using uh, arbitrarily enforced APV caps lets you change the, the situation uh, in ways beyond the technical capabilities of the scenario builder. You can also use the scenario builder's limited available victory conditions to represent more than just, um, you know, earning victory points through capturing an objective. Holding that region can be dressed up in your uh, campaign's narrative in any number of different ways, but you can also just establish victory conditions that aren't technically implemented in the scenario. Um, for instance, you can designate, uh, you know, on your map, you can say this is the region where you have to pick up some object, uh, which is something we saw actually done in the game in uh, some of the early living world scenarios, but which the scenario builder can't accommodate as a built-in feature. Um, but just because that's true doesn't mean you can't play as if that's what you're doing, you know. Uh, you can, as I said, fudge it and then say, and you have to bring it to this region, and then hold that region. So, you know, you can build a scenario that's really just, uh, you know, king of the hill setup, but add additional requirements for your players, such that only the golem that gets to this region can then be allowed to uh, collect victory points from the objective region. Of course, your players have to play along a little bit, but... You know, if, if you're going down the road of making a, a custom story campaign, hopefully you've got a playgroup willing to accommodate uh, a little of this sort of fudging. And uh, just remember, if the objective is storytelling, then don't be limited by the app's conditions. Uh, it doesn't matter if the mechanics don't fit exactly what you're representing in your story. You can build scenarios um, with a little fudging and in a close enough way to let you play the story you're trying to tell. From there, some thoughts on how to build campaigns. Obviously, you can plan linked scenarios, so you can prepare for the outcome of one game to affect something about the next. Maybe you take into account what happens in the first game to decide the whole construction of the next game, but you could also, if you have your scenarios sort of plotted out beforehand, say, well, you know, if this army wins in this first game, then it gets the more advantageous starting position in the next game. Another thought uh, I had was setting up simultaneous games that somehow affect each other, and admittedly, I don't have a specific idea in mind of how to do that on the fly. But I do like the idea of taking your playgroup and saying, okay, you know, you've split this way and that way, and 
two battles are occurring at once. Uh, and maybe again, by use of that fudging, you can say if such and such a thing happens in this first battle, then it imposes this condition on the players in the other game. Um, you could maybe have one army only allowed to deploy a certain number of golems, and if their allies in the other battle take the objective, then the players in the first game can deploy their remaining golems or something along those lines. And you can also try and find ways to allow your players to gain or lose bonuses as the campaign progresses. Um, perhaps by increasing the APV limits of their armies, or allowing them to use certain knights and relics, uh, if depending on their success. Uh, and you can also fudge effects with arbitrary limits, like um, the number of AP they can actually use each turn, or whether or not they can use mana and how much mana they can use. Uh, you know, whatever you could decide to arbitrarily limit, if you're willing to introduce a little extra bookkeeping to make sure your players are abiding by those limitations, then that gives you some flexibility uh, to create development from game to game as you're creating this campaign. And lastly, ideas on how to build stories out of this kind of project. You can imbue your campaign of games with RPG elements. For instance, you can develop player characters as army leaders or tacticians or something of the like, since uh, most people <laughs> don't actually have in-game characters uh, to use. Or you can choose knight characters for your players to take on and represent. Either way, or however you dice it, you can lean more heavily on the game's story elements to uh, build your own story in the world. For instance, you know, uh, an Upper Empire player could actually be restricted to Durrani and Urugol golems. Or, uh, you know, a Nandana loyalist could only use Gudana and Urugol golems. Or, you know, you can create some reason to uh, structure army building that's related to the player's characters and those characters' factions. You could also use an actual RPG system to add a whole additional layer of gameplay to your campaign. And I'll say up front that I don't have a whole lot of experience with pen and paper role-playing, but I can well imagine how you could take a flexible system to um, build on top of the Golem Arcana gameplay with, you know, straight-up role-playing and essentially have a fully-fledged Golem Arcana role-playing campaign with Golem battles added. Uh, and you could keep that element separate from the Golem Arcana matches when you play them, or, and this is what I think would be interesting, you can connect the two layers directly, um, having the role-playing affect what happens on the Golem Arcana board. For instance, you could give your characters opportunities to sneak around battlefields and avoid engagements or get into skirmishes uh, and switch from your role-playing mode to a Golem Arcana setup 
to see how the battle pans out uh, and go from there. That prospect sounds quite excellent. And I'm sure uh, players out there, especially those with more role-playing experience than I have, can come up with more and more ideas for how to add these sorts of elements to your Golem Arcana games to turn them into campaigns rather than just isolated table games. So Golem Arcana itself has already done some good storytelling, but it does also lend itself to players' own narrative adaptation. Uh, I've been fascinated when that idea has been bandied about, and I hope um, by suggesting it to your attention, maybe I'll spur some intrepid Golem Knights to try structuring such a campaign. Uh, if you already have, I'd certainly like to hear about it on the forum. That's all for tonight, but until next time, you can keep up with me on Twitter at Mardine of Chatzuk, on Tumblr at mardineofchatzuk.tumblr.com, and of course on the Golem Arcana forum. As always, many thanks for listening, Iretsu, and once again, good evening. Good evening.